I'm Shelby, and I'm from Reynoldsburg, Ohio. So what was broken on my car was really unique, and they did a wonderful job at tracking it down and had it there the next day and fixed. 3C dealt with my insurance, so I just got to sit back, and they took care of everything. I had my car back within a week, then somebody else hit it, and now I find myself back at 3C Body Shop. I would recommend 3C to family, friends, and anybody who's been an ex. 3C Body Shop. Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages. Or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Meatistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. This is Jared Sandler, and you're listening to the Ranger Report Podcast. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Ranger Report podcast. It has been uh, way, way longer than C.J. and I like to do. By the way, I am Ben Dieter. You can find me at bdieter 75 on Twitter. I'm CJ Bearman. You can find me at CJB underscore RR on Twitter. And you can find the official Ranger Report at the Ranger Report on Twitter or at the Writers Report. We tweet there, too. But lately, I haven't done much of anything, so let me give you a little backstory. I decided to have COVID enter my house and hit us for a week and a half, which was, uh, you know, quite a struggle. And on top of that, I'm a high school teacher for a living. And we went back to in-service and then started having kids. And I had to deal with that while trying to avoid my poor child with COVID in the house. And while all that is going on, I had to move a child to college. So I was in the middle of that as well. So not only am I old, dodging COVID, teaching but i also had to send my firstborn off out of the house for the first time so cj it's been a crazy couple weeks over here yeah i like whenever you said uh, i checked in on you last week and you said that you were lobbing in lobbing in refreshments to your daughter that had covid like they were grenades and trying to stay i did i was like hey you want some juice and i rolled into a room from the hallway (laughs) and run pull the pin and run no, I mean, and I, I started I started work this week too. Uh, insurance, uh, selling uh, insurance, so it's been a busy week. Yeah, I've mine's mine's rolled pretty busily, and man, I can't imagine you, especially starting with the whole with COVID kicking back up again and getting students back into the classrooms and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I felt bad about myself there, or felt bad for myself for nah, one or two days. And I was like, man, Ben's really got it going, <laughs> going on right now. It has been fun. I'll say that. The only thing that could keep me away from doing this for a few weeks, and I haven't like live tweeted anything. I feel like I've abandoned it all. But, you know, life happens and everyone understands. I did put something on Facebook and we got a lot of support saying, hey, you guys take care of yourselves first and then worry about doing the yeah. podcast. But we did. I'm feeling, I mean, I never got COVID, thank goodness. I'm feeling better. My daughter's all healed and back at school. And of course, you know, another thing with Texas high schools, anyone that 
goes to Texas high school or is involved or has kids knows that overcrowding is a problem. I was just telling CJ before we went on the air, I've got a freshman class of 29 in a class that's built for a max of 20. So that has been, uh, and they're all freshmen. So that's been really entertaining. Yeah, we're training for the open enrollment period coming up and I've got a headache, pretty much had a headache after each day. And then, yeah, I could not imagine the headache you had after that first day of packing that many students into one classroom. Well, you know, and I know they're not requiring us to wear masks, but I am in that class. I would too. Just I would wear it if you wouldn't didn't if there wasn't even no COVID. I'd I'd be wearing one anyway. That's, That's true. That many that many freshmen in one room is bad. I'm gonna turn to one of those old people that says, "Don't waste your time. Enjoy it." You know, one of those people that oh, yeah. you always hear oh, like, yeah. "Get off my lawn." I'm already that guy, mm. but now I'm gonna yeah. now I'm gonna be the reminiscing guy for the rest of my life. I'm a 36 year old Clint Eastwood, not in the good way. I'm the old Clint Eastwood, the old grumpy one. Off of Grand Torino. That's me already. I was actually voted in high school the most likely to tell someone to get off my lawn first. (laughs) I'd be proud of that, man. I was. And it was true. Yeah. Well, you lived up to your, uh, you know, your potential. I did. Apparently somebody saw that potential. In apparently you. everyone knew what I was going to turn out to be. But anyway, <laughs> uh, don't forget, we have a buy me a coffee. We have a Patreon. We'd love for you to become a patron. We got merch for sale still. We got new stuff that I was working on until all this happened. And now hopefully I'll get back to it. We'll have new merch coming out. Uh, you can always contact us. Ben at the Ranger Report dot com. Barryman dot CJ. I think at the Ranger Report dot com is your email. I can't remember exactly what I set it up for. <laughs> That's correct. Okay, good. I actually remembered. I'm smarter than I thought yeah. I was. Anyway, we have a lot to talk about, CJ. Yeah, well, uh, the Rangers are 42 and 79. So let's talk about the Miners. That's a great idea. The, they have moved everybody everywhere pretty much since the last podcast. That yeah. We've done. Justin Foskey is at double A. Uh, let's see. Also at double A, I think I heard is uh, Willie Calhoun, but he's just there taking batting practice and sort of getting ready. And then, of course, you've got Josh Young moved up to triple A. You've got Koji O'Hara, who's going to be doing a rehab assignment in Frisco. Apparently, you've got uh, Justin Foscu is now at double A. So, man, the list goes on and on. People are moving and we are I think they're they're in full blown. Let's get ready for next season in the minors right now. Yeah, this is exciting. We've been looking forward to this part of the season for this season. Yeah. This particular type of season uh, pretty much all year. AJ, Alexi up to AAA. I mean, the list goes on. Jake Glass up to AAA. Joe Gatto up to AAA. I know that happened a little little, little earlier. Glenn Otto from the yep. trade, uh, the Joey Gallo trade. He's up in, in AAA as well. Ryder Ryan is back from the Olympics. He's yep. back at AAA. Cole Uvila up at AAA. Yep. So, yeah, a lot of stuff going on there. And it's, it's a very exciting. And our... My guy, my catcher, yeah. he's not going to be catching. He's not going to be catching for the Rangers this year, according to Chris Woodward. But yo, it, it is Joel Pozo, by the way. It is Joel Pozo. Yeah, so you were right, Joel. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right sometimes. Not much, but, you know, I, I like to brag when I am right. And, yeah, Joel Pozo, the guy that swings the bat. It's all – it's just – my nickname for him. He swings the bat. He does not take pitches. It's fun to watch him. And we'll we'll get into more Rangers later. And I was just kidding. We're not just going to – this is the Ranger report. We're not going to skip over him. But so much exciting things, so much exciting stuff happening in the minor leagues right now. And it's, Hickory has become the, one of the teams to watch now after the, all the trading going on. So, man, um, what a whirlwind. What a whirlwind. Yeah, and you look at, you know – uh, Pozo, like you said, by the way, Chris Halleck tweeted tonight, like as a joke, funny, he said, Yo, Pozo worked a walk. We're recording this on Friday night. So he actually didn't swing at enough pitches where he got on base with a walk. If you, if you haven't paid attention, 
he swung at the first, I believe, eight pitches he saw in the majors. I think, yeah, yeah, eight pitches. And I tweeted out before that. I was like, <laughs> this is going to be awesome. I can guarantee you one thing Pozo will do. He's going to swing. And I actually, Sandler, I'm going to have to get on him a little bit. He does the home run pick before every game. Yeah. Oh, I got ahead of him. And I said, before you even ask, I want to go with Pozo tonight. And Pozo's debut, and he homered. Yep. And I didn't get credit for it. But Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, no, no. Sandler didn't take my. I guess if if you're uh, quote unquote know him a little bit, he's not going to give you the, the kudos. <laughs> he's going to give it to one of the the other fans. But no, no, that was all the fun. Uh, we love Sandler here. But oh yeah, it's oh, yeah. yeah, it's Pozo up there, and and you're getting some other guys up too. Uh, a couple of call ups today with I guess they're saying Culberson's got flu or uh, COVID like symptoms. So yeah. he's in protocol. So guess who get guess who went back up. <laughs> That would be Mr. Nick Solak is back with the Rangers. And he has, if you've kept up with it at all in the minors, which obviously we're nerds, so we do. But if you kept up with it at all, he's actually done really well at Round Rock. He has absolutely torn up Round Rock. In fact, his last game just uh, last night, three he was three for five, and he was hitting 353 with a 409 OBP and a 459 slug in AAA. He is one of we like to call quadruple-A players. He is way too good for AAA, yeah. and he's going to stick somewhere. The thing about Solak is he's versatile. Yeah. He can, you know, before the, actually before he was playing second, he was playing outfield for the Rangers as a utility outfielder, not fourth outfielder pretty much playing center field and whatnot. So he, he'll stick somewhere and he, he's going to hit. It's just the defense that, that we're concerned about more. And he was rated what one of the, the last bottom three of defensive runs saved in the league before being sent back down on my yeah. right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's second base anyway. So he, he's going to stick somewhere and it might be a super utility role, which there's a lot. There's a place. I mean, talk to Michael Young about that later in his career. He could play anywhere. So that can maybe be that guy that can play every day in the lineup, just not in the same position. Yeah, I agree. And, and going back down to the minors here for a minute, who, if you would have told me at what in early June that Hickory would be 40 and 49 at this point, I would have told you that you were completely crazy. I would have laughed at you. Yeah. I would have laughed hard. And there's averaging what, like seven or eight runs a game right now? Yeah. The first, what was it? The first week it was 12 runs a game. Yeah. And now they've, they've scored, you know, only, only five or six in a few games. So they've brought that down a little. Yeah. That's, it's been crazy what, what, what Hickory's done. And now obviously they had to, especially after that trade, uh, the top four in that lineup was just killer. Yeah. But of with, course now Foscu and, uh, and, Cram are both up with double A. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, the first few games after that trade, you had uh, Smith and uh, Josh Smith and you had Ezekiel Duran come over from the Yankees and slot one and two. Yeah. Ahead of Justin Foscue hitting third and Blaine Krim hitting fourth. Good luck, dude. Yeah. And that was when they were averaging or That's when they were scoring 15 runs a game over 20 yeah. few games. It was like it was like batting practice for every single hitter for the uh, for the Hickory Crawdads. Yeah, that <laughs> it was so fun. I was actually I mean, we've been paying more attention really to obviously Frisco for most of the year. But yeah, and after that trade and seeing what that lineup was doing every night was just a show with Hickory. And I was just looking forward to to watching them. Uh, every every single night, uh, just seeing what they were going to do because there were nights where the, the the box score was just ridiculous with six different guys getting three hits apiece, and yeah. so 
I, I was hoping that we would be able to obviously life hit us. So we, we kind of take a break, but I was hoping to get one of the Hickory guys on yeah, uh, one of the players. And I was going to tell him y'all should make a bet with whoever's each day, whoever's in the lineup, whoever has the worst OBP that day has to buy the guy that has the highest OBP a dinner. <laughs> That's a pretty good idea, actually. And, and there would have been ended up being guys that, you know, get two hits in that game and would have to end up buying dinner. They were just tearing it up that much. And, and the pitching was awesome too. Zach Kent, he's okay. That's one of my guys, you know, okay. Colwyn, I'm, I'm going to be eyeballing the pitching more than, more than anything, obviously. Yeah. And Colwyn's obviously on my radar, but he's not been the guy I've been talking about most nope. this year. Who's been that guy? That has been Jake Latz, I believe. Jake Latz. And yeah, so now Zach Kent has, has crept up into Jake Latz territory for me as he's, Another lefty, and he's got all the all the stuff you want. To to me, he looks really similar to Jake Latz right now. Yeah, and he is now up in Double A, pretty much replaced Jake Latz in Double A and Latz up to Triple A. So Zach Kent's going to be another name to watch, and you can't forget about Yerry Rodriguez, even though he has struggled a little bit. Yeah, uh, to start to start with Round Rock. Now he's another one that got called up. I mean, there's so many people got called up. We're <laughs> we're leaving some out, and yeah, he had, he had seven strikeouts in a five inning performance last night. They give up five runs though, so he's he's hittable right now, but he's also getting swing and miss. And yep. another guy speaking of Triple A, who we we've kind of skimmed over a little bit after his rough rough start to the season and getting sit down to Triple A and having a rough start to Triple A. Laodi Tavares is back up to two fifty one now. He was two four the double last night. He's starting to to find his swing and, and be that guy I remember seeing in Frisco two years ago in twenty nineteen. Whenever they would come up and play. The Amarillo Sod Poodles, just a very confident at the plate. Nothing of nothing scared him. I think he's finally getting back to that. He just had a unfortunate early wake up call in the majors, but that's another guy to keep an eye on. Obviously, Leody Tavares. Yep. And if you look at, at records, uh, we'll start in Down East. They are they have the third best record in all of Single A uh, baseball and low, low A. They're second behind Carolina in the AAE Central, but. They are only a game and a half back. They're at fifty four mm-hmm. and thirty eight. Carolina's fifty three and or fifty six and thirty seven. So they're only a game and a half back of being in first place in that division. So again, now we already knew that Hickory's probably not going to win the division since they started so terribly. Yeah, but it, they are they are way out of it um, at this point of the season. I'm bringing it up right now here. I just looked at it a second ago, but while you are, do that, I'm going to go ahead and mention with Down East. There's a couple of names I would also like to uh, people to keep an eye on. Obviously, we've been. We've had on the show Mason Engler, pitcher, who's probably been their most consistent yep. all season long. And then we had Luis Angel Acuna, who's the big name. And that's Ronald Acuna's little brother. And he is playing infield. And we, we asked him we asked him and Carlos Cardoza, the manager, where he's where the Rangers want him. And they said shortstop. Lately he's been playing second base too. Yep. So <clears throat> that's one thing to note. But also Jace Easley is a guy that I wanna I wanna mention. He's only hitting two thirty two. But he's got over 50 stolen bases and his hit his OBP is 399. And, and so that's and he's, I believe, one of the top ranked prospects in the organization. So while you continue or while you talk about Hickory real quick, I'm going to look that up. But Jace Easley, outfielder, very, very fast. He's got 50 stolen bases. And by the way, down east is a team way, 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 way out in front and stolen bases. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In that league. Yeah, all right, so moving on to Hickory, like we said, surprised they're 40 and 49 after the way they started. But here's one that got me when I was looking over the stats. If you had to guess, and you know how bad they were the first half of the season, would you guess that they're plus or minus in run differential? 
Oh, way way plus. Yeah, they're plus 30 in run differential, even though they're a sub 500 team, because when they win, they win like 26 to four. So, yeah, they're and plus 30 is not great. I mean, the uh, the leading team in in uh, in the AIS, the A plus E South which is, I'm trying to, it's BG. It's Tampa Bay's uh, single-A affiliate. They're plus 152. And they're 66 and 27. So apparently Tampa Bay has a pretty good single-A team. Yeah, they do. They do. And, and you'll find those kind of as we go up. We're about to talk about one up in double-A too. Yep. But yeah, we talked about uh, we talked about where Frisco sits right now. And uh, take a look at Round Rock real quick. Round Rock, again, has been up and down this year, but they've they've had so much turnover in uh, in their league. But they are just under 500 at 42 and 48, but they're only eight games back. So they've still got time to uh, to make it up. Sugarland is 50 and 40 and then Round Rock is 42 and 48, but they're only six games out of second place and eight games out of first place. So it's not like they're getting blasted or in, in really bad shape. So round rocks, another team. And especially with everyone that just got called up, I mean, round rock, they lost a lot of guys to the majors, but now you got guys like Josh young and the other ones we've talked about up at round rock. So they might be the team to watch coming up here for the rest of the season. Yeah. Especially with all those guys, like you mentioned, I mean, you hit the nail on the head there with guys moving up from double A to triple A pretty much all those guys that were being so dominant in double A are up in triple A now. And one thing that I would like to mention that Scott Lucas brought this up in his mailbag or in his, uh, his his newsletter every morning with reports on, on all the organizations or all the teams within the Rangers organization. And that is that Frisco actually has one of the worst run scoring offenses in the Texas League, and I think it is the worst. Yeah. However, they have dominated in pitching, and they have had the best pitching staff uh, all year long. And Dr. Pepper Park is a hitter-friendly park. Yes, it is. So the fact that our, the, your young pitchers are going in there, and that's the that's the key reason as to why they're 53 and 39 right now. And now those guys are sliding up to AAA. And Cole Wynn, another one, he is on the COVID list. I believe he's going to be in AAA and when he comes back as well, kind of a Josh Young type thing where he's going to come back. Uh, yeah, he did play a couple of games in Frisco, but he's in AAA now, too. So I think I think I read that Cole Wynn is going to be in AAA when he comes back. I could be wrong. But uh, so, yeah, it, it's interesting that we, we talked about the offense and they have they've Sam Huff, you know, another guy there. Uh, guys that can tear the cover off the ball. Uh, Bubba Thompson, Josh Stowers, Blaine Krim, uh, the list goes on. And they actually, in runs scored, they haven't done that great. And it's yeah. been the pitching. And that's something that the Rangers as a whole have not been able to say in a long, long time. Well, I mean, and if you look at Frisco, they have 18 pitchers have an ERA under four. Yeah. You know, Cole Uvula is 2.9. Yuri Rodriguez was 2.63. You know, Cole Wynn is 2.57. AJ Alexi was 1.61 when he got called up. Zach Ken is 1.5. Daniel Robert is 2.45. You just keep going on and on. These guys have a really ridiculously low ERA. You know, and and if you want to go even that, under 450, they have 21 players that have an ERA under 450. So, you know, that's uh, that's pretty good right there. And as we've mentioned before, a 450 ERA is a quality start. If you, if you, yeah, you, I know relievers are going to be different. You want those ERAs to be sub three for sure. But for a starting pitcher or a long reliever, if you go six innings and allow three runs or less, it's a quality start. So a four, five, four, five ERA is pretty darn good. And another name you just mentioned, Cole Uvula up to triple A now. That's right. Yeah. 
Yep. And shirt and apostle up to AAA now. So, and he, it's just, it's, it's such a log jam when you try to project forward to next year and even 2023, where all these guys are going to slot. And man, it's, it, it, it's just going to be one of those deals next year, next spring. I cannot wait till next spring is we're going to sit there and we're going to be able to make our soon sure to be wrong roster projections, which I would actually like to go over that uh, here. Oh gosh, I almost bit. forgot I wrote that. That would probably yeah, be a good idea. It just, <laughs> it just dawned on me. So that, that's what we'll do to, after we get done kind of rounding things up here with the Rangers as a whole. Um, yeah, we'll yeah. hit that. I like that. I forgot. I almost forgot about that. I haven't written since then, which is terrible. But again, people kind of understand where our lives have been. Well, what I'm what we should do is I'm going to let you let you go ahead and say who you have projected and we'll go position by position. And I'll just give like a real quick agree or don't agree and why. And we'll, that way we can go through it quickly. Yeah. I like that. When you, when you're trying to project out what's going to, what the team, the Rangers are going to look like next year on the big league club, next spring training is actually going to be a huge tryout for a whole, whole lot of guys. Just about the entire team is going to, it's going to be a tryout. Whoever's hot in spring training is going to be starting on the big league club. And that's going to be awesome because that means that everybody's going to be going into every game in spring training and playing their tails off to make the big club. Yeah. I think that uh, we should get a sponsor that should pay for you and me to go to a week or two of spring training next year. Oh, Whataburger. Whataburger. Come on, Whataburger. Come on, Whataburger. I've already had you twice this week and it's Friday. So, you know, come on, Whataburger. Yeah. Uh, I had a patty melt uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. I, mean, I don't live in town right now, but I will be here at the beginning of September and I promise I'll be going by it every week. Yeah. The problem is I go buy one every day on my way to school and it's like I just I look at it and start drooling on my way by. So Whataburger, send us to uh, spring training for a week next year. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. We're talking. We will, we will. We will wear Whataburger outfits. I will wear a big French fry at Whataburger outfit or whatever you want me to wear <laughs> at spring training. I don't care if you'd send me there. You just tell us what you want to do. Whataburger just send us a spring training and we will do it. We don't care at all. <laughs> but speaking of everybody trying out, I was going to transition to this real quick. Uh, top prospects for the Rangers. You know, people have been saying for a couple of years that our minor league is depleted. Our minor league is depleted. And now the Rangers are tied for the third most players in the top 100. They have five. Uh, Jack lighter is number 12. Josh Young is number 52. Cole Wynn is number 66. Justin Foscue is number 90. And Sam Huff is number 100. So the Rangers now have five players in the MLB top 100 prospect list. Yes, sir. And I know a lot of people might be pointing to the trade for that, but it's also because of how well, really specifically, Frisco and Down East really held the held everything together and brought brought the rankings back up as Throughout the as far as the organizational rankings jumping up, the the what the performance of everybody in the minors for the Rangers just really 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 brought a lot of uh, a lot of raised eyebrows to the national scouts and that's awesome awesome to see they went from I'm trying to look here one of the worst ranked to number I think number eleven now yeah. they were ranked twenty. I don't I don't have it. I've had it right here. Anyways, they were ranked in the, around mid twenty, and now I believe they are ranked number eleven in the MLB, and that's a big mid season jump. And that's going to go up with the way these guys at Down East and uh, Hickory are playing, in my opinion. I think they're going to have maybe not more in the top one hundred, but they're going to have more scratching on the surface of that top one hundred. 
Yeah, this this should be more. Uh, there's going to yeah. be uh, guy we just mentioned. I mean, Jake Latt has really gone under the radar yeah. all year long, despite what he's done. And I know he 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 started off AAA with a bang. His first start was awesome. He struggled the past couple time, couple times, and uh, Yerry Rodriguez is yet to to really hit his stride in AAA as well. But uh, uh, AJ Alexi is doing exactly what he was doing in AA yep. in AAA, and that, by the way, he was the one of three pieces, obviously Willie Calhoun, but he was one of the other pieces in that U Darvish trade with the Dodgers a few years ago. And I mean, looking at prospects that are already there, you know, Dane Dunning again tonight, this is on a Friday, is pitching pretty good against the Red Sox. Colby Allard has been up and down. You know, he's had bad times. He's had good times. He's looked pretty decent his last few outings again. It seems yeah, like he's he, rebounded recently. seems like he's yeah. figuring it out here lately. And then, of That's course. That's your guy. And then, yeah, I, I really want him to make it just so I can brag to you for years about him being you've a starter. Already, you've in the already Rangers. won. Yeah, I know I've already. Well, <laughs> unless, you know, unless Cody comes back next year and just like tears it up, you know. And then I'll well, have We'll to, have new prospects for next year, though. Yeah, exactly. We'll have new favorites. I mean, Al, Allard really can't be considered a prospect after this season, I wouldn't think. No, no, he was he was your guy coming into this season. He actually struggled in the at the big league level prior to that. His yeah. cup of coffee that he had, and Cody actually tore it up. And so I thought yep. I'd get a sneaky win there. But no. well, I honestly think Cody's injury. I think he would have done a whole lot better had that not happened. Yeah, I think you'd see he would at least be one of the tandem guys. Yeah, I maybe agree. not starting, but he'd be piggybacking off of somebody or flip flopping. He might he might be piggybacking with or might have been piggybacking with uh, uh, Taylor Hearn, you know, a lefty righty yep. piggyback, something like that. But it, it's hopefully he got his cup of tea too. He hadn't pitched above high eight. So he had his, his cup of tea, his cup of coffee this year and before the injury. So he learned a lot. And well, he, he pitched a lot before he got hurt. Well, there are Rangers fan, fans in England, too. So, you know, a cup of tea works for them. There you go. See, we uh, we want we want Ranger Report podcast fans over in England, too. So That's right. Hey, we're big, tea, in, we're big in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good day. Good day. Good day, y'all. Now they, won't ever, now they won't listen again after I talked like that. You know, one more guy at the major league level while we're talking about it that I want to talk about that um, – kind of eating crow about now at the moment. And I haven't talked to you about this, but you know, who's pitched well his last three or four starts is Mike Fulton. Uh, he has yes. actually, he has actually been really good. Like in his last four starts. Yes, he has. And his ERA, I cannot believe it is now below four five Oh, I think it's in the four two range, but I mean, he uh, is let me just, look that up, but he's, he's, he's re- dominated he's re- his last few remade himself. Yeah. I mean, and this is what we were hoping he would be all season. And he seems to have finally found it. Yes, he's he finally gave up the I'm just a I'm mainly a fastball slider pitcher and I throw them about the same, which yeah. is a lot. And he used to be used to have a lot more power to it. And so halfway through the season, when he's given up, he gave up 31 home runs. Finally, he said, all right, I need to throw some more changeups and some curveballs. Uh, he's done that over his past three, four starts. And look, look now uh, he's he's kind of rejuvenated himself. And that's a guy that the Rangers really need. I know you and I have have cast him off. We yeah. cast him up way long ago. Oh, yeah. But he's he's under contract next year. He's a guy the Rangers are going to need to get in there and eat some innings. Well, honestly, they, Lyles is too. They need him and Lyles just to eat innings. And if, if Fultonovich can actually pitch like this next season, he could. I'm not saying he will. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he will. But he could turn into the next Lance Lynn slash, you know um, – Kyle Gibson, Kyle Gibson type, type and, and just sort of be that ace at the top of the rotation that the young guys can follow if 
he can continue pitching like this. And my hope is that he's figured it out. And I think after all the injuries he was coming back from, he was probably a little afraid to throw the curveball and the changeup. And now I think he's starting to feel comfortable with it, and it's really showing. So I got to eat crow because I had, I was at the point where I was like, why is he still here? And I guess for some reason, guys who get paid millions of dollars to evaluate those guys knew more than I did. I don't know how that worked, but uh, he actually no, has slowed. They don't. I mean, they don't. Baby. Yeah, you're they right. Don't. You're right. I know the most, but <laughs> but no, I, I just got to tip my hat to him. He has definitely turned it around, and I am uh, I'm glad to see it. I mean, as much as we complained about him, you want to see everyone be successful that's on your team. Yeah, we complained about him a lot, and I will be right next to you, Ben Eden Crow, because you and I were like, just, just, it's done, just stop. You know, it's just one of those tiring things where you you see him on the lineup card is is one at the bottom of the lineup is one pitching. Yeah, and you're just like, great. There's no there's no point in even paying attention to this, even though we do because we're masochists and yep. we will watch it. We will watch and or listen to it one through innings one through twenty, however however long they go. But that's what we do. But yeah, we I gave up on him about a, two months ago. Yep. Really well, after that Dodgers start, I was like, okay, this is going yeah, to be I, I was I was down on him after that Dodgers start, but it was the Toronto Blue Jays start that ended it for me. Yeah, the body language really started getting bad. When he gave up eight runs in an inning and a third and like just mm-hmm. looked defeated. Yeah, and, and you know that Vlad Guerrero Jr., when he saw him on the mound, just started licking his chops. Oh, I think yeah. Guerrero took him deep in his first at bat that game too, I think. I think everybody took or, him deep in their first at bat. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but no, huge credit to him for – Yeah. It, it, he's a guy, and I think I mentioned this ways back when he was struggling before the Dodgers game, that he was a guy that would stand there and sit there and or sit there in front of the media after every start, after getting rocked, and would answer every single yeah. question honestly. Yeah. That takes a lot of – courage to be honest um no we're not talking like war hero courage but courage to sit sit there in front of a mic and go i failed you know it's just got to be difficult for a super competitor like anybody at the anybody in the big league level is a huge competitor and to sit there and know that you got you know you're letting your team down start after start after start and and you're still sitting there in front of the media and answering every single question and going i've got to figure it out i mean what what is he going to say aside from i've got to do better i've got to and you know you just don't you don't want to say what you need to work on you don't want to give up you know a scouting report on yourself and how you're feeling and what you're feeling you know what pitches you're you're wanting to get rid of or how you're wanting to you don't want to do all that and you it's just you're kind of banging your head against the wall with the media but he did he sat there and he answered all the questions. He did it every single. He's done it every single time after every single start. And again, we and we we talked about this. He's got to start changing up and, and throwing some throwing literally throwing more changeups and, and featuring more curveballs and, and pitching pitching more instead of trying to throw the fastball and slider and, and sticking with those two his two feature pitches. And he he actually listened to us. So he did. maybe yeah maybe maybe uh, maybe. Maybe he listened to us and the organization didn't by keeping him around and he listened to us and he's like, okay, I'll throw more curveballs and change. Here we go. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.